0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Hello. Welcome to the No Name Sports Show. Present to you, presented to you by Strange Crew.
1: Absolutely. Probably the best, worst sports show you could ever listen to.
0: Exactly uh first folks i want to say trevor i'm sorry for the delay um i was having some digestive issues were you pooping yeah just a little bit just a tad bit
1: good for you it's important it's healthy to have a couple good bowel movements you know
0: yeah no for sure first for sure sure. Anyway, uh, well, yes, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Um, yeah, we're going to go ahead and stick with the uh, No Name Sports Show because I think that's just probably a good idea. Um, so, yeah, let's jump into it because Trevor is pumped for what he's getting ready to talk about. Uh, we're talking about a little bit of hockey, aren't we, Trev? Mm,
1: absolutely. Uh, my Personally, my... All-time favorite sport. Uh, it's just the best, man. You get a little bit of everything. What other sport are you allowed to like fight in? MMA. Yeah, that's just fighting, though. You know what I mean?
0: I mean, like, yeah, but I mean, you know, you know how much
1: cooler other like basketball or football would be if, like, in the middle of the game, like the players could get into fights, and the worst thing that happens is you have to go sit in a penalty box for five minutes.
0: I mean. There sweet. are worse things.
1: That'd be pretty sweet.
0: Anyway, so yeah, let's get into it.
1: Yeah, uh, so yesterday kicked off, or excuse me, Friday kicked off um, the, the NHL season with uh, Sharks and Predators. Nope, I'm wrong. That's definitely preseason. Tuesday, there we go. I got it right this time. Tuesday kicked off the NHL season. It was uh, Tampa Bay Lightning versus the New York Rangers. Uh, Lightning, Lightning lost it one to three. I was kind of surprised. Um, the Lightning have been by far like one of the most dominant teams over the last five six years. So like they were just. I watched the game and they were struggling a lot offensively and defensively. The Rangers are, are, are no slouches, but it was, it was a pretty good game to watch. Uh, followed by Kings and Golden Knights. Golden Knights, unfortunately, won 4-3. to three. They look fucking good, man, I gotta say. Uh, for a team that didn't make the playoffs last year, they turned it around. And then last night we had we had six games. Bruins, Caps, Bruins took it five to two. Honestly, kind of a boring game to watch. Uh, Maple Leafs, Canadians, Canadians won four to three. That surprised me because the Canadians are definitely in a rebuild mode. Uh, last season they finished with the worst <laughs> record in the league. Uh, Hurricanes, Blue Jackets. Canes took that four to one. This was a big game. Avalanche versus the Blackhawks. Uh, the Colorado Avalanche are the reigning Stanley Cup champions. For those of you who didn't know, now you know. Uh, I was honestly kind of expecting them to, to have a drop off because they lost uh, some pretty key players, um, like on on their their main starting lines. And man, they they didn't miss a beat. Uh, like all their their rookie players and uh, the veterans that they brought in stepped up and then they looked just as good, if not better than last year. In fact, the Colorado Avalanche only let the uh, Blackhawks get 17 shots on net. That's a crazy low number. If you didn't know that, Evan.
0: I I didn't I didn't. Yeah,
1: that's. Basically, letting You're basically letting your, your opponents get an average of five shots on net a period. That's horrible if, if you're the other team. That means you're doing nothing. Uh, Canucks Oilers. Canucks lost five to three. No surprises there. Oilers have two of the best centers in the league. They just choke every year in the playoffs. Um, and then my personal favorite team Seattle Kraken we lost four to five uh, in overtime uh, I was actually listening to that the last period of that game at work <laughs> and as uh, if you recall I was kind of ignoring you a little bit on accident so I apologize for that
0: no you're good I get it, get it. You, you're, you, were, uh, you were totally uh, in, in the game
1: I was um, and when when you started, uh, when you turned around and started talking to me, we were actually up four to two, and we let them we let them fucking score two quick ass goals, um, and then lost it fifty five seconds into overtime. But I will say overall, I think we looked a lot better on the, on offense and defense, especially on offense. Our goalie, man. I didn't like him last year. I still don't like him this year. I think he's overpaid. He only, uh, They had 27 shots on net. He let five of them in. Uh, John Gibson, the Ducks goaltender, 48 shots. Only let four of them in. And we definitely should have won that game.
0: Yeah, when you were telling me the shot, like how many shots on Golder were, I was – Kind of surprised, and you know, the numbers were—they were pretty—they were pretty, pretty drastic from each other. Yeah, it's
1: we we almost outshot them two to one, and still lost. So it's it's not—it's not—not a good look uh, if you're a goaltender. Um, A bright star that I did see though was Matty Beniers. Uh, for Seattle Kraken. Uh, He was the second overall pick out of the draft last season. Uh, He only played, uh, I want to say, 11 games at the end of last season is when we brought him up from our AHL team. Um, He fucking, he's killing it, man. Um, And the the 15 NHL games he's played, he has 15 points, which, I don't know, do, do you know what
0: do you know what I mean by points? Uh not really. Not really.
1: Okay. So points is just it's like another statistic that players get. So you get a point for every goal and every assist that you get. Um so like some play like some people like will try and argue that one player is better than the other because oh, they scored this many goals. But I think the the better better thing to look at when you're trying to decide stuff like that, at least in hockey, it's like looking at point totals. Because if you have a player that uh, has just like they have the same amount of points as like another player, but one player scores all goals and doesn't really get any assists, well, somebody's got to feed him the puck to get those goals, and you can't win without without somebody making plays happen on your team. So, I think assists are just as important as goals in in most cases. So, yeah, he's been looking real good, though. I've been super impressed. That's pretty much all I got, though, so far. Crack and play again tonight. But we'll see how that goes. Hopefully we rebound well. It's, It's like the first eight games of the season, so not much has happened yet. Yeah. But I'm fucking glad it's back.
0: No, absolutely. Um, And, uh, I'm excited because, you know, I get to kind of partake in, uh, the, uh, learning more about the game so that's uh that's definitely fun for me because you know i'm not a big hockey fan uh but uh through our friendship i think i will be uh games are a lot of fun to go to so i
1: will get you there
0: that is for sure um anyway uh moving on to uh baseball
1: Oh, yes.
0: Because the playoffs are in full swing and, uh, you know, some things pretty much, a lot of things happened pretty quick. Uh, I think that's one of the nice parts, uh, about the the wild card. It was kind of, you know, it's kind of bang, bang, um, makes it a little bit easier to, uh, kind of navigate through, um, But, uh, yeah, looking – kind of looking at the – just a little quick recap of the uh, wild card. Um, So in the uh, American League, uh, the Cleveland Guardians – almost messed up and said Indians – beat out the uh, Tampa Bay Rays. And um, I feel like you should say it.
1: What, that the Mariners beat the Blue
0: Jays? Yeah, I just felt like you should say it. You know what I mean?
1: It was electric. I wish I could have been there, man. Um, I mean, I know it was an away game, but like, I wish I could have gone to Toronto. To well, so it. The,
0: yeah, so the game that happened last Saturday, you know, ten—I mean, ten to nine was the final score. So very, very interesting game, honestly.
1: Yeah. Um, so, man, I—I I actually thought didn't think we were going to have a chance at winning Um, because like, so when I started watching the game, it was uh, the seventh inning and we were down uh, eight, eight runs to one. Um, And (laughs) we came back and fucking won, which is crazy. And so that third time in MLB history, a team has come back in a playoff game from behind seven or more runs, and actually won the last time it happened. I think they, I think it was like 1928.
0: Hey, it's crazy. It's crazy. Historic game, man. Yeah. Um, moving over to the National League, uh, you had the uh, Philadelphia Phillies beat the uh, St. Louis Cardinals, and um, the only real competitive series in the Wild Card was uh, the Padres went ahead and took a, uh, took a, a decisive game three against the Mets. Um, you know, moving forward, there's already been some games that are played, uh, you know, um, sticking in the, the National League. Uh, the Phillies are going against the Braves. That series is tied right now 1-1. Um, and so is the other series, the Padres versus, uh, holy crap. I'm like brain farting. The Dodgers almost said angels, sorry. Um, so looking, uh, looking the, into those games, um, I mean, we got, you got the Phillies and the Braves tomorrow. And, uh, what I like is, you know, looking at the schedule, I don't know if you're, you're looking at the schedule. I am right now. Um, mm-hmm a lot of the games are, you know, they are it's all tight. They're tight, close together, you know, boom 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 boom. And um I like that. I like that that, you know, is kind of set like that. Um Anyway, so yeah, both series are tied. Um so kind of anybody's game. Uh both both uh both series are going to be on tomorrow night. Um, and, uh, the, uh, they've changed venues. So, uh, the, uh, lower seat is going to be there. So you're going to be, uh, the Braves are going to be in Philly and the Dodgers are going to be in San Diego. So, uh, moving over to the American league, you have, uh, the guardians going up against the Yankees right now. Yankees took game one, uh, They do play tonight, um, still in New York. And uh, on the other side of that, uh, you have the Mariners and the Astros um, also playing. Well, they're playing this afternoon, actually, here in a few hours after this gets released. Um, I don't know, man. You know, looking at all the teams that are left... um, I mean, just, you know, you think, like, well, let's just start with where you're at. Do you think the Mariners are going to be able to get this over on the Astros?
1: I I do think we actually got a pretty good shot. Um, Because, like, we were were up going into the eighth inning. Um, And then we just – our relief pitchers came in, and I guess they just had their – had an off day uh, because they scored – the scored five runs in the eighth and ninth inning. Um, so I, I think I think we I think we do have a chance. Uh, I, I think we are definitely the underdog, but I'm okay with that. I think it's it's the best chances that we've had in over two decades. So I'll take it.
0: Yeah, um, you know. I, I don't know. Everybody hates the Astros. So, yeah, I'm hoping that the Mariners can pull this out. Um, so I'm, I'm right there rooting with you. Um, looking over at the uh, Guardians versus the Yankees. I, I, you know, for me, this really isn't um, – this doesn't feel like a very – like you look at the the score, it doesn't feel like a very uh, competitive – series, like it's going to be, you know, like people are talking about, but, um, you know, looking at the, in the hits department, I mean, they're, it's actually really not that bad, honestly. Um, everything's pretty, pretty equal. Um, they're right there, um, after that first game, uh, you know, but Hey, Yanks just, uh, were able to uh, get it going. Um, you know they they traded points in the third, and uh, you know in the fifth and the sixth, the Yankees were able to get a little bit of momentum and uh, <coughs> able to close it out. So um, I think the Yankees are going to finish that off. Though I don't think they're going to have any problems with that.
1: I would agree. The Yankees historically have just always been a really dominant team and i think one of the the one big problem i have with baseball though is because you do seem to see like a lot of the same teams being good year after year after year it's cuz there's no there's no real salary cap in baseball
0: yeah that's the rough part moneyball like, baby moneyball yeah.
1: so as long as you can like your team gets fined if you go over a certain amount of cap But that's it. So, like, if you have the fucking richest uh, owner out of all the MLB teams, and they just want to win championships because they know they're going to make more money than they're going to lose with paying those fines, that's the Yankees.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Um I know we're going to get stuck on football quite a bit because I know we both have quite a bit to say about that. Um, so just going over to the other side, um, who are you taking in the Phillies and uh, Braves matchup?
1: Uh, I, I got to go with the Braves.
0: Yeah, I mean, I do too. Um, you know, Phillies may have taken the first game, um, but, I mean, they, they didn't get a single run in in game two. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, in game three when they're back in Philly. But you know, I think uh I think just I think Atlanta's just the better team. Um how do you feel about the Dodgers and the Padres? That this is where I feel like it's a kind of even because I they just flip flopped almost.
1: My gut my gut tells me that the Dodgers are gonna win. But my heart wants San Diego to take it. The Dodgers is just—they're just a better team. They—they're pitching. Uh, it's just they have a lot more depth. Uh, their batting average overall as a team is better. Uh, they have way less errors uh, throughout the season than the, the Padres did. I would love to see the Padres uh, get the upset but I don't see it happening.
0: Yeah. No, I definitely, I feel, I feel good on that. Um, okay. So let's, uh, let's move it on here. Um, we're going to briefly talk across. About... Yeah. No, I don't know about all that. <laughs> um, So, uh, really, nothing super exciting coming through MMA. Um, I'm trying to think, I don't think uh, I don't think there was a whole lot. I mean, college football is one of those things so again, where it's just there's so much football, it's mm-hmm. really hard to be like, yeah, what do we talk about? Um, NFL though, this this is. Buckle up, folks, because this is about to be a little bit of a length here. Um, first off, I'm gonna just I'm gonna run through the scores real quick, um, and then we're gonna hit on some key things that uh, we want to talk about. Um, so, starting with arguably the most boring Thursday night game of all time, uh, the Colts versus the Broncos. Colts came out twelve to nine. Uh, moving on, we had uh, the Giants versus the Packers. Uh, Giants came out on top 27 to 22. Uh, we had the Steelers versus the Bills. Bills dominated pretty easily 38 to three. Uh, we had the Chargers versus the Browns in a close game. The Chargers came out on top 30 to 28. Vikings faced off against the bears. Vikings came off with the, or came out with a win 29 to 22 lions versus the Patriots. Patriots, made the Lions look like how we always feel the Lions are going to look by uh, throwing up 29 and holding them to a big, fat zero. Uh, Painful one here, uh, the Saints versus the Seahawks. Saints just got on a little bit of a roll. We'll talk about that one uh, when we get to the end of this here. Uh, Saints came out 39-32 to over the Seahawks. Uh, Dolphins uh, versus the Jets. Uh, obviously, uh, when one quarterback goes out, another one court another quarterback uh, comes back. And uh, hey, Jets came out forty to seventeen on top. The Buccaneers versus the Falcons, uh, Buccaneers got got away with the win there, twenty one to fifteen. The Titans versus the Commanders, Titans came out on top, twenty one to seventeen. The Texans versus the Jaguars, Texans won that, thirteen to six. 49ers versus the Panthers. 49ers easily took care of the Panthers, 37 to 15. The Cowboys versus the Rams. Cowboys kept on rolling, 22 to 10. The Eagles versus the Cardinals uh, was a very good game. Eagles stay unbeaten, though, winning 20 to 17. The Ravens versus the Bengals. Ravens came out on top, 19 to 17. And then the Monday night game, very, very interesting, very exciting game. Uh, another game we're going to go into depth on: the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Las Vegas Raiders. Kansas City ended up winning, thirty to twenty-nine. Now, let's roll back to some things here. Let's roll all the way back to Thursday. <laughs> that was already that was like one of the most pathetic games I've ever watched since I've been watching football. And I'm, a, I'm even taking into account like high school and flag.
1: Uh, it was... It was not fun to watch. I'm not going to lie. I did not finish watching it. Um, a, because you know we had to go to work, and B, I just fucking stopped caring about it. I think everybody did
0: honestly everybody should have
1: um i don't know what's going on with russ but he doesn't even look the same even close to being the same quarterback that he was last year even post-injury he looked better last year than he does now and i know there's growing pains new coach new offense They're trying to get their chemistry together, but his fucking throws are all over the place. He can't fucking hit deep balls. And then the end of the game, they lost on like the fucking one and a half yard line. They tried to throw the ball again, and it fucking reminded me so much of uh, the Super Bowl uh, 2014 when when the Seahawks lost to the Patriots, and he threw a pick uh, on a fourth and one. And Richard Sherman's uh, (laughs) Richard Sherman's comments on the uh, the (laughs) the broadcast team for that game was hilarious to listen to, especially if you're a Seahawks fan because he got fired up about it.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean that's all I really have to talk about that game because it was just boring. That was that was my big thing.
0: Sorry, I was I was trying I was trying I was in the middle of doing something, and and this is what I was in the middle of doing. To me, yeah, I know it's a meme, but it definitely needs to be a thing that the NFL needs to consider. We have now watched Russell Wilson shit the bed. Once, twice, three times already in Mm primetime. And guess what? They're going to be the Monday night game at the Chargers. And in December, they're going to be the Sunday night primetime game against the Chiefs. Five primetime games where you get to sit there, the whole nation gets to watch the joke that is becoming Russell Wilson. I oh, man.
1: See, I don't know if I want to call it that yet.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna say something that's probably gonna hurt your feelings a little bit. I don't want you to get mad at me. But he's a fucking this this right here is Arguably the biggest fucking joke of the entire NFL, aside from something else we're going to bring up. And the whole reason why I feel this way and. Matt Ryan played bad just as well. He's been playing bad all season, but Matt Ryan has not been. Praised as much as Russell Wilson has been in the last in in recent years. He did not go to Indianapolis with the talks of, oh, man, the Chiefs and the Bills better watch out. They're one quarterback away. This is a giant fucking joke. If Russ does not get his head out of his ass, then I have no idea what the Broncos are going to do with their fucking season. You wasted so many picks to get this guy. You gave away a guy who would win you just as many games in Drew Locke and cost less money. Right now the f- the fucking Seattle front office should be sucking each other off and in so much they should have they should be walking around with just orgasms pouring out of them because of the fucking robbery that they just got away with. Like we are literally 5 games into the season and ro- Russell Wilson went from being one of the guys that you could make an argument for to be in the top 10. I'll, give, I'll even fucking go there. You could, you could make an argument for even higher than that, but we'll say top 10 at quarterback right now. But jeez, I would rather fucking have Geno Smith the way he's playing right now. And the big thing about is it is, is that it, it doesn't look like it's a system issue. It's not a system problem. It's not anything to do with the performance of how everybody else is doing because you knew that the Broncos, I at least knew, and you can vouch for that, Trevor, because I said it. I think people are were too hyped on the Broncos to begin with.
1: Yeah. Um, well haven't hurt my feelings. You guys will have a new co-host starting next week. Um, I'm just kidding. I actually agree with you. Also, I'm actually kind of happy that he's playing this bad because uh, you mentioned it. The Seahawks front office, how do you know they're not sucking each other off because it's looking like we might have two top ten picks next year in the draft.
0: They probably are. Let's be realistic. They probably are. I'm okay um, with that. Now, here's the other thing. I want to get down to uh, something else. Um, so it's it's come out that um, Mitch Trubisky is is being replaced now as the starting QB uh, for Kenny Pickett. Obviously, it did not work well. Tough draw for Kenny Pickett um, to go against the Bills. So that's definitely rough. Um, you know, I, I don't, I'm I not going to say anything about whether or not he's going to be, you know, what is – I mean, again, it was just a tough draw. Um, really sucks for Trubisky that he just – he can't get a shot long enough. Um, you know, he did decent enough with the Bears to where I'm sure if somebody put faith in him, um, you know, it's a big thing. Faith is a huge thing to have in your quarterback. If your quarterback's always looking over his shoulder – you know, what, what is he going to do? Um, anyway, move, you know, moving on down the list. Um, we're going to talk about my team, so I guess we'll talk about your team. Uh, your team looks phenomenal on the offensive side of the ball.
1: We do. Uh, but your defense, uh, looks- giving up
0: four touchdowns to Taysom Hill.
1: Bad and one of them was, it was like a long fucking touchdown run too. Yeah, it's not it was, even like it was like a fucking. They were on the one yard line and they were like QB sneaking it and sneaking it in with him. It was like a fifty plus yard run down yeah. the middle of the field.
0: Nine carries for 112 yards and three touchdowns for Taysom Hill as far as rushing goes. He led the game in rushing. Um. You know, Gino played good again. Again, I think, you know, it's it's great that Gino's going to get a, like a little bit of a career resurgence here. Um, the good part for Gino is, is that let's say for whatever reason um, Seattle wants to trade him away. This is just improving his, his trade value. If they want to go with Drew Locke as the future um, or, you know, whatever they want to do. I You know, you never know what they're going to do, what their plans are. Um, I know you know, you're hoping that they draft a quarterback, um, so that you know. Again, it's it's kind of up in the air, but I think this is great for your team. Um, we finally got to see what Kenneth Walker looked like, um, and a little bit more of a you know extended role, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, I expect big things from him. I, I really do. I think he's gonna be he's gonna be great. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Lockett and, and Metcalf did uh, did their thing, um, but I also want to talk about on the other side, on the uh, Saints side of the ball, Chris Olave. Don't sleep on Chris Olave, okay?
1: Young little Lormos. No, he he looks he does look really fucking good. Didn't he get did he get hurt that game
0: yeah yeah he is he is currently questionable um, but I mean he's he's looking good for him you know it'll be interesting to see kind of how they move forward down there in New Orleans yeah um, mediocrity right now is spread across the league. There are a lot of teams that are just kind of like middle of the pack. I know not a whole lot of people have like separated themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, honestly, uh, I think the, uh, the big surprise of the weekend, um, before we talk about the last two games here, that uh, you know, we wanted to bring up um, the giants, I think are the, the nice pleasant surprise, um, in the NFL, you know, starting out, they're four and one right now. Um, they're just quietly being good. You know, their run game is looking strong. Um, you know, they put up three touchdowns rushing. Daniel Jones did his job by not turning the ball over um, and going against Aaron Rodgers and, and the Packers, who, you know, although they got rid of Devontae, they're still looking like a pretty good team.
1: Really excited. I don't think they are, and I think their problem is Aaron Rodgers.
0: Yeah, I, I question his commitment. I really do. Um,
1: he's playing like a quarterback that's close to the end of his career, um, and has a lot of guaranteed money. Yeah, I agree with that. He, he doesn't tr- trust. This has been a problem for a long time. It's not even just a this year thing. He doesn't trust any rookie receivers. Like you fuck up one time, and he won't even look at you for the rest of the game. It's like they're rookies. Like yeah, they're gonna make mistakes, but that's the only way that they're gonna learn. So if they fuck up, if they fuck up, and then you don't keep trying to give them the opportunities to grow, they're never gonna get better, and they're always gonna be fucking a risk in your eyes.
0: yeah no absolutely um so let's move we're actually going to talk about a third game but it's going to lead kind of segue into two other games and i think you know what where i'm going with this mm-hmm. um and uh we'll don't worry folks we're going to keep an eye on time uh we're sitting at about almost 37 minutes so uh we don't want to go over the hour mark and we're going to stick to that um but the uh, the Dolphins and the Jets. So the Dolphins got another unlucky uh, hit against them, uh, QB with uh, Bridgewater now being out. Obviously, the whole situation with Tua is a is a really big deal. Um, you know, they were only able to put up seventeen points. Um, again, that, w- that was coming off of two touchdowns and obviously a field goal. Um, did. It does show you, though, um, for, you know, everybody that, that all the naysayers um, that, you know, having talented receivers like Hill aren't going to help you if you have nobody to throw to. Um, I did like the Dolphins when they were coming up with Tua. I thought they were going to be a real uh, a threat in the AFC. Um, just on a quick mention out there, you know, Brees Hall and uh, Zach Wilson, huge fans of those guys along with Garrett Wilson. Um, I think that team is going to be a fucking force here in like the next couple seasons, honestly. Um, it'll be interesting to see kind of just what they do. Uh, you know, I know they've added, they added sauce Gardner to the defense. Um, I just want to keep seeing what they're doing to kind of keep growing. Um, but you actually found out something interesting about Tua, what, uh, some of the doctors had been saying to him.
1: Yeah. Um, So I was reading, uh, you know, got a little ESPN notification on my phone. Uh, I was reading that through the article. And there's been uh, several doctors who've come forward and are, I'm not going to say, like, encouraging, but they're suggesting that it would be the smartest thing to do would be to, uh, for Tua to do would be to retire uh, because of, like, the severity of, like, the head injury that he received because the team doctor is a fucking moron.
0: Yeah, um, you know, looking at it, uh, I think the um, I think the crazy, arguably, probably the craziest part of it, the whole thing, is um, you know, player safety is obviously need, obviously needs to be something that needs to be addressed. Um, and you know, the, the one part that, uh, is rough about it is it it leaked into this whole thing has leaked into determining factors in the other, in other games now. Um, you know, you look at the Tampa Bay game against, you know, Atlanta, um, Brady got spun around. He would have been sacked for a 10 yard loss. And, um, it was on third down, but they called a, uh, you know, a rough in the passer. Now, uh, a lot of people will say, Oh, you know, you, the haters are going to say, Oh, it's just, just cause it's Brady. I'm not, I'm not saying that. What I am saying is that I, I, I feel like the refs <clears throat> are taking it to an extreme. The hit on Brady was, it was very mild. Um, Brady actually rolled over the top of the defender and the defender basically controlled Brady's body weight all the way to the ground. Um, I have a hard time understanding how this is going to be the portion of the game because that affected, maybe affected whether or not the Falcons came out with a win or not. Um, now, the other, on the other side of that, You have one that's a little bit more questionable where you could kind of lean in favor of what the refs did do. Um, But again, you saw more examples of it not making any sense um, in the Chiefs game. Uh, Chris Jones got a a, – he stripped the ball out of Derek Carr's hands, and uh, he was already in a sacking motion. Carr was already going down. Uh, Jones was going down with him, holding onto the ball, He, at the last second, extended his arm to kind of stop all of his weight falling onto Carr, and they called a roughing the passer. So Chris Jones is now literally the first guy to rough the passer while being in possession of the ball. Um, To me, it was a fucking joke. Now, I understand, well, you know, you don't want to go to throw all of his body weight on the quarterback. I understand that. My argument to that is, is that the second that Derek Carr fumbles the ball, that he is no longer the quarterback. He is a he's a he's a player. He's just another player. Anybody could pick up that fumble. Anything can happen like that. So the guy. So when a normal fumble happens and a guy dives on the ground to get it, are you going to call roughing the passer because a quarterback dove in there to try and get the ball and guys pile on top of him? No, and that's what's stupid about this entire thing. And later in that game you saw Patrick Mahomes get slammed to the ground in the same way that Brady did, except it was not as graceful and nothing got called. I tell you not, I, I don't know if you watched the game on Monday, but the booze pouring out, like the refs should have definitely been fearing for their lives because it was a bullshit call.
1: No, I, yeah, no, I, I actually did watch it. Um, and I don't think it was just you. I think literally anybody else in the world, has the same opinion that you and I do about um, the Chris Jones roughing the pass recall. Yeah. call. I think the only person in the world that feels like I don't even think he probably the, the ref that made the call he probably doesn't even fucking feel like he made the right call but he, he feels like he's he's in fucking control he's got the power
0: well, he came out with a comment uh, because, obviously, with it being such a hot, you know, issue, he came out with a comment and um, definitely said, "like you he, know, he, felt yeah, he, he felt justified." Yeah, he um, felt justified. Yeah, he doubled
1: down on it. It's like, look, as a ref, your job is to be fair and impartial, and you're gonna miss stuff. It's a the game's fast paced; like, it's not. Always like you're not always going to be able to see everything. That's why you have uh, like the line judges and stuff that can help you make those calls. Um, and now that camera, you know, like the cameras we <laughs> and instant replay is a million times better than what it was even 10 years ago, there's nothing wrong with having um, stuff go to like instant replay or like uh, stuff go to review, like pass interference is reviewable now why, why yep. can't rocking the passer why can't all penalties be up for review um, aside from the fact that it's gonna hurt the ref's fucking pride which nobody gives a shit about like we're here to watch the players we're not here to fucking watch you
0: well being being impartial I think is the big thing is that you know like the the chiefs game came down to the wire um, you know like that that was a third down you know that you know that was a, a change of possession you know and um i mean the third down being in the falcons game i can't remember what down it was in the chiefs game but i mean he, that, that that's a change of possession that you're deciding isn't going to happen so you you have now eliminated the compet- like a competitive edge for somebody and swung momentum completely um you're... I think it's, I think it's, I think it's a bad look. I think the NFL needs to clean it up, um, and they need to do something.
1: Yeah, I mean, if they don't, like the the, the incident that happened with Tua, um, it's just gonna make it. If if they if they don't do something now, uh, this early in the season, they're not gonna change it until after the season's over, if they change it at all, and it's gonna be like this for the rest of the year. Like, you're going to get refs that are going to make the wrong call, which it happens. You know, I'm not always going to fault the ref, but the good refs are the ones that when they make a call and it's, they get together with all their line judges and they head up and they talk about it. And then if he decides, oh, you're right, I, I was wrong, he picks up the flag and says, no penalty. Yeah. That's the best fucking ref in the world because he's willing to swallow his pride. That's an Adam's apple. Yeah. See what I did there? Um, yeah, it's just, they got to fucking, these refs need to let go of their fucking ego. Like nobody gives a shit. Congratulations. Everybody fucking hates you now.
0: Yeah, it was disgusting. Um, absolutely. Um, Looking at the game on a whole, though, um, I do want to talk about that briefly for a second before we talk about the last thing, and then we make our Thursday night pick. Um, Mahomes looked great uh, through, you know, through four touchdowns, um, all of them were Travis Kelsey. Kelsey, surprisingly, had seven receptions for only 25 yards, but four TDs. That is what we call efficiency. Um, this was another prime example, though, of, of the Chiefs' offense being very well balanced. Receivers were all getting involved. Um, the run game was kind of spread out a little bit. Uh, Jarek McKinnon probably saw the most success out of everybody. Um, you know, one week it's going to be him, it's, it's next week it's going to be Edwards Lair, it could be Pacheco. Um, Raiders, though, Raiders looked really good, honestly. Um, you know, Raiders, uh, Derek Carr, uh, you know, also played a clean game. Only threw two touchdowns. One of them was a super long touchdown to Devontae Adams, um, who played very well. He had three receptions for 124 yards and two TDs, so kind of the opposite as far as yardage effect and reception effect of uh, Kelsey. Um, I think the league has now found their new bruising back that people want to get behind in Josh Jacobs, um, who was able to run for uh, 154 yards on 21 carries. And, um, yeah, their defense looks good. Um, honestly, this, the the Raiders, I think are a lot better than what their records show. Um, I think it's just coaching. I said it since the day they hired McDaniels. Um, I think coaching is the issue. Um, I don't know. What, what, what do you think of, of how the two teams played?
1: Um, I think you're right, I do I don't think that um, the Raiders record reflects how good they actually are. I think they've had some pretty tough losses this year. Um, they've also had some really close losses though that um, you know you never want to be like happy you lost, but there are I do think that there are games that you can lose that you can be okay with because you know that you guys played well and against a really good Super Bowl contention team. Um, you guys held your own and only ended up losing by a point. I do wonder one thing about the game, though, and I wonder if Devontae Adams and Hunter Renfro are going to be friends after uh, after this game.
0: Yeah. I mean, they kind of dropped the ball, no pun intended, on uh, Devontae's fumble. Um, but, uh, they ran into each other. Um, Devontae couldn't bring in a, a, a catch that was going to be, you know, kind of seal the game. Um, and also a little bit of frustration shown by Devante there towards the end of the game, slamming down his helmet. And, uh, as he was exiting, shoving down a cameraman who just was passing in front of him. Um, so, Definitely not uh, not a good look. Uh, charges have been filed against him for uh, misdemeanor assault. I'm assuming the league will probably take some kind of uh, some kind of action against that. Um, so that'll be definitely very interesting. Um, real quick, let's uh, let's let's make our picks for Thursday night, and uh, I think we're going to add. Uh, I'm going to add a segment in. We got about 10 minutes left. Uh, So, uh, Thursday night game uh, the Washington Commanders versus the Chicago Bears. Going to be in Chicago. Who are you taking?
1: (sighs) Not the Bears. I got to go with the Commanders. Yeah. Although, um... hold up. I don't. Never mind. I gotta go with Bears.
0: Well, I'm gonna go with the Commanders. Um, again, this I feel like is gonna be another dud of a of a another dud of a Thursday night game. So probably gonna be a snooze fest tonight, but we'll see. Um, well, the only sec-
1: reason—let me clarify—the oh, only reason I changed my mind to the Bears is because both teams offensively are playing. About the same caliber, but um, did you hear what uh, the commander's head coach said following uh, or during his post-game interview after they lost this uh, last week? No. So they asked him what the what he thought was like the problem. Like, with the, with the team. And he gave a one-word response. And all he said was, quarterback. Well, and I mean, that's... At, a... And then it was... At, yeah. But he kind of tried to backtrack uh, during the follow-up questions. Um, and you could tell he was, because he realized like he just fucked up. And no head coach should throw their players under the bus on... Live TV in front of everybody, like that, that can be handled behind closed doors. Um, so now it kind of makes you wonder if Carson Wentz, like if he did have his heart in the right place, is he still going to knowing that his coaches just threw him under the bus on national TV?
0: I get what you're saying, but also Carson Wentz sucks. So how much worse can he play?
1: The thing is, I don't think he sucks. I think he just doesn't. I, no, I just don't think he has the drive. Like he doesn't. He he's not committed.
0: Yeah, that's what. That's why he sucks. He's not a winner. He's a loser. Taylor Heineke can come in, and I guarantee they'll win the game.
1: Yeah, I think. I think Carson wins. I think that is his issue. Is he just? I think he. I think he likes football. I don't think he loves football. Um, I don't think he wants. I don't I don't think he really cares at the end of the day whether or not they win or lose because like he's still going to go home like he goes he you know he's got all of his hunting stuff like he's he's got a bunch of shit that he does outside of the NFL. He doesn't like eat sleep breathe uh his job because he wants to win and I think that's I think that's why he does kind of suck. Yeah.
0: Um so real quick, while we got a little bit of time left, um, what game this week are you uh, are you most excited about watching?
1: Like aside from the Seahawks, because yeah. uh, obviously they're going to be my favorite. Um, honestly, I think I think I got to go with Chiefs Bills man. Because in my eyes. At least this far into the season, that's your AFC Championship game.
0: No, oh, no, I uh, I won't disagree with that. For me, it's going to be uh, the Cowboys versus the Eagles.
1: Because you can't pick the Chiefs Bills game.
0: I mean, no, I mean, I mean, you could have picked. You know, you you could have picked the Seahawks game. I'm just clearly, I'm trying to trying to say this in a sense of like from like, just like a football, like perspective. And what you said about the Chiefs Bills is obviously very true. Um, you know, the Eagles obviously being undefeated um, and, you know, that's going to be super fucking hot to watch uh, them go against a team that is on fucking fire right now. Um, and I'm, I'm very curious to see what's going to happen um, as far as, wow the quarterback situation um it looks like rush is still going to be the one that's starting and um you know if they win oh man Dallas is going to get a lot more interesting so
1: i don't think well, they have enough offensive production to win that game
0: you never know you never know
1: well uh, they the cowboys defense is playing incredibly well um but like when you look at like uh, the total yards per game for the Cowboys, it's pretty low. It's like one of the lowest in the league right now. Um, aside from like like last week, aside from um, their running back having like a big splashy 50 plus yard run, that was that was the longest play for them by far. Um, so I think unless they get some more production offensively. I don't know if their defense is going to be able to hold the Eagles back enough to win them the game.
0: Well, that's why I want to watch it because it should be a good game. I agree. But anyway, that is going to be it for us folks. Thank you for tuning in for another no name sports show. We appreciate you listening. Um, tune in next week. We're on every Thursday at noon, um, right on the dot, uh, Trevor, you got anything else to say to the people?
1: Uh, If you're in Kansas City, you should be a Seattle Kraken fan.
0: We'll talk about – we'll get into why next week. Um, Anyway, with that being said, that was Trevor. I'm Evan Money. Thank you for tuning in. We will see you on next Thursday, but tune in every Wednesday for the regular podcast show. So uh, we appreciate you guys. We love you guys. We will talk to you next time. Peace.